It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs are back on top of the NFL for the third time in five years and obviously back-to-back seasons. Without a doubt, he is the greatest of Lavelle Edwards' protégés. We're talking about that. We're also talking BYU basketball on Locked On Cougars. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Appreciate all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. And today's show is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn dot com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. All right, let's dive right in on today's show. And I want to say first off, as much as it hurts my heart as a San Francisco 49ers fan, I have to say congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs and more importantly, congratulations to Andy Reid, their head coach. Now, Andy Reid, as all of you know or should know at this point on this podcast, uh, he is a BYU alumnus, played for two years uh, under Lavelle Edwards, and then obviously spent a year as a graduate assistant before embarking on what is undoubtedly an NFL Hall of Fame career, having won now his third Super Bowl title in the past five years with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I, I said in the open, there is no debate anymore about who the greatest, or I guess the strongest, or the, I don't know how you, what adjective you want to use, the, the, the best protege, the best of the coaching tree of Lavelle Edwards that has got roots that are miles deep and branches uh, miles wide. It is undoubtedly that Andy Reid is the best that Lavelle Edwards ever had as a protege and working under him and having an association with Coach Edwards. And uh, Coach Edwards is a great human being uh, to a man that I've ever met that has any association with Lavelle Edwards. Just talks about how great of an individual he is. And Andy Reid, folks, might be the closest thing we have to Coach uh, to Coach Edwards right now in the in the football universe. He's absolutely beloved uh, across the league. You bring people on our my radio show last week leading up to the game, and they just cannot say enough good things about a guy like Andy Reid, and it doesn't hurt that he's an incredible coach as well. I'm not saying anything revolutionary here on today's podcast. I'm not trying to be uh, controversial. I'm not trying to do any of that. I'm just simply stating the fact that if there was any doubt, if there was any lingering doubt that maybe somebody like a Kyle Whittingham with what he's done at the University of Utah or a guy like Brian Billick who won a Super Bowl with the uh, Baltimore Ravens or Mike Holmgren who won a Super Bowl with the Green Bay Packers, funny enough with Andy Reid on his staff and a big reason why Andy Reid's in the NFL to, in the first place because Holmgren hired him as his tight ends coach in Green Bay when Holmgren got a head coaching position. Uh, there are a lot of great coaches. I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm talking about NFL guys right now. Uh, 
Kyle Whittingham's college, but you also can consider guys like a Norm Chow, Doug Scoville, Ted Tolner. I just go down the list of coaches who coached alongside, under, or had affiliation with Lavelle Edwards. And there is no doubt, based on what Andy Reid has now accomplished in his latest feat of winning another Super Bowl title back-to-back for the first time in well over a decade in the NFL, he is the greatest of Lavelle Edwards' protégés, and I, I, I got to salute Andy Reid. He has beaten my San Francisco 49ers twice uh, for Super Bowl titles, and as a guy who grew up uh, dreaming of uh, watching the San Francisco 49ers win Super Bowl after Super Bowl, it felt like they were an invincible team coming out of the 80s, and then Steve Young winning that Super Bowl title in 1994, technically the 1995 Super Bowl. 29 years later, I've seen my team make three trips to the Super Bowl. Uh, one of them, they lost to the Ravens. The other two, they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm going to have an even 30 years uh, before I get another chance to see my team win a Super Bowl title. But as I watched this game play out, my wife and I was at my in-laws' house. They were all, as that game ended, when Nicole Hardman scored with three seconds to go in overtime. Like, Jake, I feel so bad for you. And I, 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 I was down about my team. But knowing what I know about Andy Reid and the, the conversations I've had with people and knowing what he stands for and everything that he is as a coach and as a human being... I, if there is going to be one person that my team is going to lose to and I'm going to uh, take it not, not necessarily as hard as you might imagine, it's Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. So I got to tip my cap to Coach Reid. And it, once again, without a doubt, he is the greatest of what Lavelle Edwards ever uh, produced in terms of coaching talent. And it's incredible to read up on how Andy Reid ended up getting into coaching in the first place. And uh, there's this quote from Lavelle Edwards saying that we'd be out there practicing and working. There'd be questions coming up about how to pick up a certain blitz. I noticed a lot of times Andy was helping the guard, the tackle, or the center next to him to make sure they understood what to do if there was some kind of stun or whatever they did. I remember th- saying at the time that this guy's got an unusual feel and knowledge for the game. But then he also added this. He not only learned and knew what his assignment was, but also the reasons why why and the concept of what you're trying to do. Edwards recalled, a lot of players don't have that concept or, or ability, but Andy did. He had a feel for it. That's one of the things I admire most about him, and it made me think the more I was around him, the more I watched him, I realized this guy could be a very good coach. And at the time, uh, this is during Andy Reid's playing days in the early 1980s at BYU. Uh, Andy Reid points out that he wanted to be a doctor or even a writer, and he even wrote, and some of you might recall, he did write some columns for the Provo Daily Herald at the time, but then he had uh, Coach uh, Edwards tell him he'd be a great coach and that got him on the path to what he has accomplished now so uh, wherever coach Edwards is at this current time I'm sure he's looking down with a big smile on his face and we all know coach Edwards in that uh, perennial uh, scowl on his face that uh, made some people think he was often angry but it was anything but I think he's smiling as he looks down at a guy like Andy Reid and what he's accomplished. And obviously, the other thing about this is Andy Reid has not forgotten where he's come from. This is a kid who grew up in Los Angeles, a stone's throw away from Dodger Stadium, went to John Marshall High School down there in L.A., uh, came to BYU, uh, was baptized into the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and credits so much of what he's become from his time at BYU. Met his wife, Tammy, uh, obviously worked for Lavelle Edwards. They had an association. They talked weekly, according to Andy up until Coach Edwards' death, death excuse me, in 2016. 
It, it, it's absolutely incredible what Coach Reed continues to do for BYU. He comes back often. He has been spotted sitting just in the stands right behind the BYU sideline. This is a guy who could be sitting up in a box up at the top of Lavelle Edwards Stadium in the president's box sitting next to general authorities from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or sitting alongside Tom Holmo. But what does he opt to do? He opts to sit on a bench out there right behind the BYU sideline because he's that much of a football guy. That's the thing about this. Andy Reid, he talks about it all the time. He doesn't have other interests. It's faith, it's family, and it's football. And that's what it is for Andy Reid. He doesn't golf, he doesn't fish, he doesn't have other outside interests. It's all about those the three Fs, as I like to call them. I talk about this often. Faith, family, and football. And Andy Reid epitomizes everything that is good about coaching, everything that is good about being a BYU alumnus. And just once again, he is an incredible, incredible ambassador of BYU. And I think all of us, all of us in Cougar Nation, no matter if you're like me and a San Francisco 49ers fan who's still wearing his uh, 49ers shirt as he records this podcast, you can't help but just have that little party and say, you know what? Good for you, Andy. So congratulations once again to the Kansas City Chiefs. Congratulations to Andy Reid. And also, I should say congratulations uh, to Matt Bushman, now a two-time Super Bowl champion, Porter Ellett, uh, who is a guy that went to BYU as an undergraduate, never uh, did anything much with BYU football, but is now an assistant running backs coach uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's a multi-time Super Bowl champion in his own right. So congratulations to all three of those BYU alums. And uh, yeah, it, it, it hurts that my team had to be the sacrificial lamb in two of those wins, but nonetheless, congratulations once again to Andy Reid. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll dig more into BYU basketball. I did not have a chance to do a postcast edition late Saturday night after BYU beat Kansas State due to uh, some uh, kid uh, illness that I needed to deal with at my, at my home, but we'll talk about BYU, the win over Kansas State, and we'll get to all that as we continue on right here on Locked on Cougars. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. All of us, when you own a business, understand that it's a it's a major hurdle to find quality professionals who are right for your role, for whatever your business or a company might be. That's why you guys need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. It has the tools to find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. And the best part is LinkedIn is not just another job board. It has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, making it the best place to find anybody you want to hire. Because you access to professionals you wouldn't find anywhere else. And as all that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy that, in fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours with LinkedIn Jobs. They want to make it as simple as possible for you guys. And the best part is you'd be one of uh, over $2.5 million, uh, $2.5 million small businesses who use LinkedIn for hiring. So take advantage of the opportunity. they got a great special for you today. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Utah Community Credit Union. Now, Utah Community Credit Union has the learn and earn feature inside the UCC mobile banking app is paying your entire family to learn about money. All of us want to be smarter when it comes to our finances. I've been a UCCU member since I was eight years old, and I uh, can say that I've been using learn and earn since the new year, and it's a really fun way to learn about it. The best part is it breaks down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. Every time you complete a, a topic, you get points 
points that can accrue and be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and many, many more. There's age-appropriate content for every member of the family. Y'all can compete against one another and track your progress on leaderboards. And more importantly, Learn and Earn is inside the UCC mobile banking app, so you can play it literally anytime, anywhere. And of course, the more you play, the more you learn, and the more you learn, the more you earn. Learn and Earn, part of UCCU's award-winning B-Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. It's all courtesy of your friends over at UCCU. Love where you bank. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Appreciate all of you and your patronage of this podcast, whether you're watching it on YouTube, uh, catching wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the like. Thank you to each and every one of you. want to just encourage you guys, if you'd like to have even more access with myself and the podcast in general, please consider signing up for our Locked On Cougars Insider Group. It's part of our way to interact with you guys. Messages come directly to your phone in the form of a text message for myself. You can fire text messages right back. I'll see them instantly instantaneously on my end as well. It's a great way to interact with the show. There's a 14-day free trial. Uh, you can click the link in the show notes below, and you can join us, and it's $4.99, $4.99 a month afterwards. Supports the podcast, and once again, gets you insider access to the podcast and BYU sports in general. Hope you guys will consider signing up today. All right, let's dive in and talk some BYU basketball. Solid win for BYU Saturday night. 72-66 to is the final as BYU takes down Kansas State. Now, to BYU try and essentially throw this one away? Yeah, at points they did. Now, they only had seven turnovers, so they didn't quite literally try and throw it away as some other games for BYU have been turnover city, but BYU had a 15-point lead in this game and allowed Kansas State to mount what ended up being I think it was a 13-3 run to draw within as close as two points in this game, uh, and then a huge three. I cannot reiterate how big of a three Jackson Robinson hit on a really, really tough catch, by the way, uh, late in this game. Puts BYU up five, and the Cougars from that point are able to see this game out and get the W. 72 to 66. It stabilizes BYU's record in the conference at 5-5, five and five, so very much in the mix of all things Big 12 basketball right now, as we have uh, just passed the halfway point of the conference slate, but BYU remains 17-6, and six. I'm assuming because they split their games this week, they'll probably have a little uh, movement in the national polls, maybe move down a spot, it depends on how pollsters uh, value BYU's loss on the road at Oklahoma versus the home win over Kansas State, and we'll see how that pans out, but more importantly in this game for BYU is there is a whole lot to clean up on for this BYU basketball team. Yes, you obviously, you never throw back wins, especially uh, in the Big 12. This is a conference that is just absolutely cannibalizing itself, and I've got some thought that the conference may not have an elite team at the top, and it may simply be that uh, whoever uh, outlasts the others, and right now it's Houston atop the rankings, maybe the Cougars are that the best team in the conference, but I'm not necessarily convinced that the Cougars are elite, if that makes sense. But the thing is, this conference has got 10, 11 teams who appear to be NCAA tournament caliber, and that includes the BYU Cougars. As I said, there is plenty for BYU to fix in this game. They end up shooting 43.1% from the field overall. They end up shooting just, uh, excuse me, I, I'm looking at Kansas State. It's 43.1% for Kansas State, 42.9% for BYU overall from the field. The Cougars got up just 25 three-point attempts. They uh, made eight of those, so a 32% shooting completion percentage. 
from three. And Mark Pope said it after the game. The coach Figure, who is essentially the offensive coordinator for BYU, is going to start tearing his hair out because he wants to see BYU get at least 33s up. They have done uh, less than 33s the past two games against Oklahoma and Kansas State. Now, Oklahoma boat raced them uh, in Norman on Tuesday, but this is a game BYU found a different way to win, and that is a positive for them. But there, like I said, there's plenty to clean up on. You got to improve on the three point shooting. You've got to uh, have better shot selection of points in this game. Uh, I think throughout the majority of the first half, if I recall correctly, even maybe even at halftime, Ali Khalifa had BYU's only two makes from three, and BYU was two of 13 at that point uh, from three. It was like 15.4% from the field, uh, from three, excuse me. It was brutal. Brutal numbers, but BYU was working the ball inside and was having great success scoring around the rim, and that really was the big uh, kind of bailout for BYU to win this basketball game. As I said, they only had seven turnovers against 16 for Kansas State, so BYU for once is on the right side of the turnover margin in this game, but the other thing is BYU's free throw percentage. 10 of 21 in this game. Now, I'm not going to make some grandiose statement that's saying that BYU's three-point shooting is going to doom them if they can't fix it. They do need to get better. Mark Pope it was very succinct. It's not the number he wants because when you shoot 47.6% from the free throw line, that is abysmal, abysmal numbers. But BYU is coming into that game shooting a shade over, I think it was like around like 73-ish, 74% on the season. Now, that's not great numbers. I'm a person who is of the opinion that if you're going to shoot free throws and you're a college basketball player, you you should be working on that fairly, uh, fairly regularly. And I, I see this happen in the NBA as well. It seems to become a, a, a way that uh, has gotten away from certain players where they just don't value free throws. But in a game like this for BYU, this ended up being a game that was far more uncomfortable than it needed to be for the Cougars. And had they been able to make their free throws, especially a number of front end of one and one opportunities in the second half, this ends up maybe being a 10-12 point victory versus a 6 point victory for BYU. Does that make sense? It, it just it feels like this is a game that BYU can learn from. Obviously Obviously, learning things when you win a basketball game and any game, really, a coach will tell you, is much easier than trying to teach guys uh, when they have lost a game. But this is an opportunity for BYU to say, okay, we found a different way to win. We weren't shooting the three at a high level, and we had our struggles like we had Tuesday night against Oklahoma, but we found a way to work the ball inside and take advantage of a pretty undisciplined Kansas State squad. Jerome Tang's squad, I just was not all that impressed with their overall uh, just uh, discipline. They have great athleticism. There's no doubt about that. But Kansas State, they're just an undisciplined bunch. And BYU made them pay in the, in this game. So it was a solid win for BYU, even though they got out-rebounded as well. I forgot to mention that a little bit earlier. That's another thing that you want to look at and say, okay, BYU needs to clean that up. Yeah, they got out-rebounded 42-34 to 34 overall. On the offensive glass, it was 9-8, to eight, so pretty even on the offensive glass. But you got absolutely pummeled on the defensive glass, 34-25. to 25. So BYU, a team that's got pretty good size on the front line, they got to get back to rebounding the ball better. Continue to keep the turnovers in check, but man, you got to fix some of these shooting percentages. Uh, really, if this continues to be a trend, shooting poorly from three and especially just downright abysmal from the free throw line, well, that's going to be a recipe for disaster at some point in the near future, maybe as soon as tomorrow night when they take on UCF. So, uh, tough tough lessons to be learned for BYU but it still comes in a victory and you obviously are going to be ecstatic about that. The nice part is BYU we've talked about on the podcast went 1-1 one one last week. 
Well, the goal this week, go 1-1 one and one again. And maybe you can get pick off 2-0 and oh at some point. That would vault BYU into the upper echelon of this conference. That's, that's the opportunity that stands in the way of BYU, especially this week. You face UCF tomorrow, and UCF is a team that you beat already on the road down there in Orlando. They'll be coming in looking uh, for revenge, but you should be able to handle them at home. And then you get the bottom dweller of the conference on the road on Saturday when you take on Oklahoma State at noon uh, Mountain Time on Saturday. That one should be circled as it absolutely, this is a week to go 2-0 for BYU. You get to 7-5, and then you're ahead of the pace uh, as you welcome in uh, Baylor the following week and go back to Kansas State, who will obviously want revenge in their own right as they host you in Manhattan. So it, it's a big, big week ahead for BYU with these two opponents, speaking of the Knights and the Cowboys, UCF and Oklahoma State, and you want to see BYU win both of these games, but uh, focus obviously fully on UCF tomorrow night. We'll do more of a a, more of an in-depth look at the Knights and how they've changed since BYU beat them in Orlando on tomorrow's podcast. Now, on a more somber note, before we uh, transition to some other topics, I do want to say my condolences and initial public, uh, uh, just uh, public, uh, apology, uh, but, but public uh, display of uh, just condolences to the Marcus uh, Adams and his family. Marcus Adams Jr., his father, Marcus Adams Sr., passed away. Uh, he announced that on social media uh, yesterday, Sunday, and uh, that that's tough. Uh, any of you who have lost a parent, I've been lucky enough to have my parents around my entire life to this point. I've lost grandparents and that was tough enough to imagine losing my mom or my dad. I just, it, it, it terrifies me. It terrifies me, frankly, to think of my mom and dad passing away, and especially as young a kid as Marcus Adams is. This is a kid who's barely 18 years old, if I recall correctly, maybe 19 at this point. And to lose your dad, that's that's tough. And so I just want to issue uh, my thoughts, my prayers. Uh, will be with the Adams family at this time. It wouldn't surprise me if Marcus takes some time away from the basketball program to uh, process things and uh, get things situated at home with his family, etc., yeah, just really, really uh, tough scenes. And if you want to, by the way, if you want to support uh, the the Adams family, I know that Coog Connect, among others out there, has put together a, a GoFundMe or I, some other fundraiser uh, to raise funds to help the Adams family at this time. So if you have the means to do so and you want to help monetarily uh, support the Adams family, uh, please go over to Coog Connect. I'm not doing this for any public endorsement. I just saw them announce that they were doing a fundraiser. So uh, once again, our, our thoughts and prayers go out to the Adams family. It's an extremely, extremely tough loss to lose the patriarch of your family. And when you're when you're named for your dad, a guy like Marcus Adams is, it's probably especially tough. So uh, once again, my thoughts and prayers go out to the Adams family. It's a really, really tough scene uh, to see a, a young man like that lose his father over the weekend. All right, uh, we will finish out today's edition of the podcast with a look back at the weekend that was in other BYU sports. And uh, frankly, it was a, a winning weekend uh, pretty much across the board for other BYU uh, programs in action. We'll touch on that coming up next right here on Locked on Cougars. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book today, my friends, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets if you go over to FanDuel and with any $5 winning bunny bet. So you bet five bucks, get $150 if that bet wins, and you can have fun with our friends at FanDuel. It seems like it's a win-win-win all the way around. It's $150 if your bet wins. Simple as that. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams right now with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive prop bets, uh, courtesy of FanDuel. 
FanDuel, even just simple as uh, money line spreads, uh, player over-unders, no matter what you're interested in, uh, FanDuel has got the options for you guys. So take advantage of it today. Get to FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot today. Once again, $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. It's as simple as that. It's all courtesy of FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen today. Uh, by the way, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. We've talked about it a lot. You also can now find it on Amazon Fire TV. It's called Locked On Sports Today. It is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find the Locked On Sports Today channel now on Amazon Fire TV or where it already exists on YouTube right now. All right, so other news before we go on today's show. Uh, include the BYU softball off to a roaring start as they start their season 5-0 and out in the islands at the uh, Hawaii, I think it was a Paradise Invitational event. And BYU finished things off after experiencing a rain delay in their their uh, nightcap on Saturday against host Hawaii. And it was a big win for BYU as they came back in the seventh inning to win 3-2, all thanks to Aliana Agbayani, who pushed BYU to a come-from-behind win with a home run late in that contest. So congratulations to BYU Women's Softball off to a 5-0 start. Uh, that includes a win over Hawaii, who's a pretty solid program. They also had a very nice win over Ole Miss, who was an NCAA Tournament Regional Finalist last year. That was the biggest win probably of the weekend in terms of the overall uh strength of schedule, as it were, for BYU. So congratulations uh, to the Cougars on that. They now head to Tempe, Arizona this week uh, for the Sun Devils Littlewood Classic. It features five games down there, beginning with host ASU on Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time. So uh, I'll have more for you guys on that as the week progresses. But a very solid week uh, for Gordon Eakin and his squad out on the islands. Also, congratulations to BYU men's volleyball. They improved to 9-3 and three on the season. Capono Brown slammed home a season-high 14 kills as BYU got their, uh, their second straight sweep over Long Island at the Smith Fieldhouse on Saturday night. Uh, gets BYU once again to 9-3 and three on the year. They're ranked number 8 in the country. I assume with those back-to-back sweeps, they should move up in the national rankings, and they'll stay, con- continue to stay at home for another part of its 10-match homestand. As it opens up MPSF plays, they take on Grand Canyon University uh, coming up this weekend, Friday and Saturday night. Both of those matches will be live on BYU TV. So solid weekend on the hardwoods for BYU uh, men's volleyball, and also on the hardwoods for BYU women's basketball they made the trip out to Cincinnati on Saturday morning. Uh, BYU beat the Bearcats 69-57 for their first Big 12 road win uh, at Fifth Third Re- Arena on Saturday afternoon. So congratulations to Amber Whiting and her squad. It's a solid win for BYU. It marks their first back-to-back Big 12 wins as well. They're now 4-8 in the conference. And uh, talking with some fellow media members at the BYU men's basketball game, there's some thought that BYU, if they continue to kind of capitalize on some of the momentum they've captured right now in the women's hoop circuit, could they finish the season's 
7-11 and 11 in the conference and have a better showing than I think a lot of us expected for the women's basketball team. We'll see how it shakes out because BYU will now uh, take on UCF. They head to Orlando. Uh, that's tomorrow night at 6 o'clock Eastern Time. That'll be 4 o'clock Mountain Time here along the Wasatch Front. And that game will be broadcast live on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. And then BYU Radio uh, will have the call with Jason Shepard uh, calling the action on the BYU Radio side of things. And then one final note before we go on today's show, back to BYU men's basketball just for a moment. Got to give a, a public shout out uh, to two uh, young individuals from the BYU basketball uh, uh, game on Saturday night. First goes to Lucy Llewellyn, who is eight years old and absolutely belted, and I mean belted, the national anthem ahead of that game against Kansas State. Uh, talk about poise for a very young girl. She was absolutely incredible, unflappable. The crowd responded with roars. We've had a, some really, really good national anthems at BYU basketball games this season, but like I got to say, Lucy Llewellyn uh, may have taken the cake. And then speaking of cake or donuts, let's give a shout out to Brigham Bramwell. He's an 11-year-old uh, who uh, decided, you know what I'm going to do to fire up the crowd? I'm going to get on the Jumbotron, and I am going to just... Uh, absolutely demolish a 15-inch cougar tail in front of BYU fans. I put it out on my social media feed. A number of other media members did it in front of over 17,000 fans. He finished about 13 to 15 inches before he tapped out. Uh, but props to this young man because anybody who's had a cougar tail, the thought of just, just uh, trying to down one of those right, away, right in about 30 seconds is a daunting, daunting prospect, but I want to say a tip of the cap uh, once again uh, to Bramwell. Uh, he's a lifelong BYU fan. His dad was taking advantage of the social media uh, uh, heroics, as it were, to take a victory lap, as he should. I th- same thing for the Llewellyn fam- family, by the way. And uh, So I congratulate both of these young Cougar fans. Uh, the future generations are, are going to be all right if these are what the future of BYU is going to be. So congratulations to both of them. I want to give them a public shout-out uh, before we wrap things up here on Locked on Cougars. All right, that's going to do it. Uh, a big thank you once again for you guys' support of the podcast. As always, if you have not done so already, please consider subscribing, rating, reviewing. Leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Podcast. Subscribe to this show on YouTube by clicking the subscribe button. If you're watching this, I'm pointing to it right down below that. Hit the bell notification icon right next to it that will enable notifications. So that way you know when an episode drops. All that support really helps uh, convince the algorithm that we're worth seeing for other BYU fans. So thank you for your support. And by the way, word of mouth doesn't hurt either. So uh, thank you, as always, for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day, everybody. Thank you uh, for being everydayers with us here. And, of course, until tomorrow, my friends, have a great rest of your Monday. This has been... The Locked On Cougars podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.